Blog Talk Radio. Coach Radio Network with Mama Dada Astrology right here on the Ampu Astrology Blog Talk Radio channel. Welcome back. Thank you, thank you to all who are joining us live online and for those who are um, who have called in and just want to listen over the phone. If you would like to um, jump on the air, go ahead and press 1. Um, and then I can acknowledge you and bring you on. Oh, I started to show off with Beat It today because we're going to beat this. We were, I was out two weeks ago. Last week I was back and trying to do the impossible of combining two two weeks' worth of a show uh, into one uh, into one two-hour episode, which was impossible, or at least for me, <laughs> I, I wasn't successful, and um, it looks like this week uh, we're just not going to get it all in, so I won't even try, that means I'm not going to go so fast and miss certain things and not make sure that I'm absolutely accurate in what I am sharing with you guys, so, uh, you know, we're we're a week ahead on this show. We have to stay that way. And so this week we're gonna get uh we're gonna do what we can. Starting next week we're just strictly gonna be on your week ahead. Now I would always, even in the old episodes, I would always kinda recap, especially if there was like an event going on that day, like today, Neptune Stations direct. And um and so we're definitely going to get into that just a little bit, but I'm not going to spend just a whole lot of time, you know, going forward with um, recapping the current week's events. We are a week ahead, and we're going to stay a week ahead. So thank you um, for joining me once again. Uh, definitely Ashe and Amin Ra, and much reverence, honor, and respect to our divine ancestors um, who make it possible for us to be back here 
And um, an absolute overwhelming shout-out and thank you to Brother Ampu who graciously allows us to continue to um, enjoy each other in this format on the Ampu Astrology channel. Um, Additionally, shout-out to all the MAC team members. Um, I love our family. We're so unique and so special and spiritual and powerful and magnetic, and um, I just am honored to be a part of the team. All right, y'all. Last week, I did not get to do the Mercury. It was all about Mercury and Sag, and those are the only horoscopes I didn't get to do, so I definitely want to run through those before we get too far started today. Additionally, Oh, like I say, some real quick information on Neptune stationing direct. Um, it is powerful, it's impactful, and it shouldn't be skipped over. And last week we didn't get to discuss it. Um, Mars is in Libra now. Venus also. Um, these uh, Libra is the relationship sign. Venus and Mars together signify a, a certain relationship between two planets that pertain to relationships and sex and money. And as well, um, Sun and Mercury are spending their last precious moments in Scorpio. Shout out to my Scorpios. I love y'all, but time is winding down. And yes, it is Sagittarius time. It's just you know real swag. It's going to be real swag delicious around here. So y'all enjoy while you can. <laughs> um, I put a little bit of information up on the my. Um, I apologize. I want to say my astrology coach and Mama Dada astrology together. But on the Mama Dada Astrology Facebook page, I put up just a, a snippet of information regarding this time period where you're moving out of Scorpio territory into Sagittarius territory. It is um, it is a cusp associated with strength and rebellion, and I just put some information about that on the uh, Mama Dada Astrology out. Um, we are Instagramming Mama Dada Astrology, so um, the link for this show is in the bio on there. And we're tweeting, so check us out on all the major social media networks. Um, for Mercury entering Sag, uh, it's going to beat Sun to the punch, and uh, so Mercury is going to get there before uh, we uh, the Sun does, but um, it's an open energy of communication, okay, when we're talking about Mercury entering Sag. Um, it, can, it can sometimes be defined as this superficial energy of jokes and laughter, um, but it has a purpose, and that's to make connections to people, okay? And this is done, generally done best uh, socially, uh, through smiles and laughter, okay? So you're going to see more of that communication um, through jokes, smiles, laughter. Jovial Sagittarius is the um, is the environment that Mercury, is, the planet of communications, is moving through. So it's going to express itself 
in more of a Sagittarius way when it comes to us in general, okay? Um, you are going to tend to have an open mind when Mercury is in Sagittarius, but we also tend to have a wide open about a foot-shaped size mouth <laughs> also when Mercury is in Sagittarius, and it's taking place, this ingression of Mercury moving into this sign is taking place um, during uh, um, what is widely celebrated as a holiday um, season, um, commonly referred to as Thanksgiving. So around this time, be mindful. You're, you're catching wind of this via this show for a reason. Be mindful um, about that bold and sometimes uh, reckless communication that can uh, we can fall into those traps more easily when Mercury is moving through this particular sign, okay? It's, uh, Sagittarius energy is like a wild card energy. You never kind of really know what you're going to get, and a lot of times that's really exciting, but sometimes... <laughs> we uh sometimes what you say uh when the when Mercury's in Sagittarius uh can be a bit out of turn. We'll put it that way. Speaking too soon, act oops, saying something rude or you know, not really thoughtful and kind of inconsiderate. <laughs> um um so yeah, those are just things to kind of watch out for. Um during this this season, okay? Uh, Definitely don't try to tell any lies while Mercury's in Sag, simply because Sagittarius is a sign of the truth teller, of of speaking the truth, speaking what you see, prophesying, you know. There's just really no room for lying in Sagittarius. So Mercury moving through this sign, I wouldn't try it. (laughs) And... um, if you kind of tend towards uh, not really verifying what you say, it's not that you intentionally are trying to lie, but you just really just be saying stuff, <laughs> this is not going to be your season. <laughs> so uh, because that energy is going to be exacerbated around this time. Sagittarius, Jupiter, that's expansion, it's growth, it's advancement. It's going to enlarge or or exaggerate anything that already is. So um, try to think a little harder and longer and quieter (laughs) before you speak and consider other people's feelings uh, more. If you kind of just keep those things in mind, you should get through Mercury and Sag season without too much of a big issue, okay? Um, It's it's a great month, you know, while Mercury's in Sag for kind of feeling confident, thinking positive, and doing something exciting, adventurous, and big. So just have fun with it. Just be mindful of the things that I um, just advised you of, okay? Sagittarius does also rule travel, long distance, longer distance travel, or even if it's not a physical journey, uh, the mental and emotional journeys that we take are all under the Sagittarius umbrella. And so um, if you're starting to think about traveling, it's also a little higher learning if you're thinking about going back to school, um, uh, even starting a new job. Um, uh, just 
those are all things that could pop up, mentally speaking, during this time as well. All right, we're going to start it out, Aries. Uh, Mercury going through a fellow fire sign for you uh, starting on November the 20th. That is in two days, y'all, on Friday. Uh, your attitude is going to lighten up, okay, and you're going to want to focus more on the brighter side of life, all right, dear Aries? You can possibly come up with big ideas, have wild stories to tell, impart your wisdom, teach, and let your mind explore new ideas. Give your mind, dear Aries, the freedom to venture wherever it wants to and try to learn something new to use your mental energy, all right? It's going to be a surge of mental energy. And Sag is is extra. So you're going to have extra when it comes to mental um, during this time. Aries, use it wisely. Taurus, for you. Mercury leaving Scorpio and entering Sag for you means you can focus more on more serious matters, okay? Concerned with getting to the core and gaining a better understanding of them, you can think about the kinds of transformations you want to make in your life and how you can go about it. You can deal, you can do well with a business partner, and when you're focused on something mutually beneficial. So, uh, Taurus, that's eighth house. Just keep in mind other people's money and transformations, okay? And thinking and uh, uh, communicating about those things. All right, Taurus. Gemini, for you, Mercury's moving into the sign exactly opposite yours. And so you're going to be able to come up with your best ideas when you have a partner to help you. That seventh position away from the first position just represents the opposite or uh, uh, like in a tug of war, you got one on one side, one on the other side. You're either going to have that friction or war, or you're going to have that perfect balance. Okay, and so uh, for you, uh, Gemini, uh, just par- uh, partnerships of every kind, uh, relationships with any other person outside of yourself. Okay, is the area you're going to be focusing on while Mercury is in Sagittarius. You can focus on what you need to do with someone by your side uh, to keep you on the right track, okay, Gemini? And you are, you enjoy making compromises during this time. Uh, it, that seventh house, that opposite is ruled by Libra, partnerships, balance, um, diplomacy, harmony. So, dear Gemini, um, seeing the other side of a situation and having a better understanding of points of view are just some of the things you may experience during this season. Cancer, for you, you can focus on the details, your work, and now you have focus uh, for more serious work, okay? Cancer, you can hunker down and pay attention to what you need to pay attention to. You can have many different focuses and you can get through a lot of them, but you need to make sure you don't take on too much and give your mind some time off. So um, for cancer, this is going to be, this Mercury coming in, Sag is actually, Sag is so expansive. But for you, dear cancer, it's going to have a a, a, um, kind of polarizing effect on you, and you're actually going to be able to focus more, unlike a lot of the rest of us others. Um, For Leo, Mercury moving into a fellow fire sign for you as well, Sagittarius. 
Um, for Leo, you can be more creative. This is right up y'all's alley because Leo's all about creativity, the house, children. So um, Leo, for you, while Mercury's in Sag, it should be very comfortable. Um, it's a good time to focus on your hobbies, things you enjoy most in life, and not focus too much on anything serious. You may not have much focus for serious matters, facts, or responsibilities. You just want to enjoy yourself and have fun. So a mental connection in love becomes even more important um, for you during this time. Okay, Leo? You should really enjoy this time and season, and um, uh, you're going to definitely be concerned more about a mental connection than anything else when it comes to love matters. For Virgo, your mental energy is actually going to slow way down, okay? Um, and it becomes merged with your emotional energy. You can express how you feel more easily and can communicate more openly with family. You can also remember stuff from the past and enjoy reminiscing Virgo. Mercury is going to be moving through your fourth house. So keep any, um, you know, web search fourth house and keep those um, astrology fourth house keywords and keep those keywords in mind um, when when you're talking about uh, Mercury being in Sagittarius, that's the area of life. Of the four, those fourth house keywords are the areas of life that you're going to tend to think about more and communicate about more. Okay, for Libra, talking third house for you. Okay, Mercury uh, moving into Sag is going to be affecting your mental third house, so your mental energy can surge during this time. You have lots more to say and share, lots of ideas to think about and brainstorm, and lots of projects that you want to start but might get bored with quickly and not finish. Your mind can be scattered and you can be very forgetful, Libra, okay? So write things down. You want to keep busy to use up your mental energy and you need to, okay? Scorpio, Mercury leaving your sign and entering Sag means that like Virgo, but for different reasons, um, your mental energy is going to slow way down, okay? Uh, for Virgo, it just means more time, more private time, more time at home, more time with family, communicating with them and thinking about them. For you, dear Scorpio, it means more rest, um, more time alone, Okay. Uh, with your mental energy slowing down, you take your time with your ideas, your opinions, and your decisions, and you won't let anyone push you into something you either don't believe in or aren't ready for. Scorpio, you can absorb more through your senses, and while it may seem like you have a hard time understanding things, you understand them fine, just on a different level. So this is also going to be a good time for focusing on your finances, as it turns out. Um, Sagittarius, uh, Mercury is moving into your sign. Um, you know what, Scorpio? Um, mental, I apologize. Your mental energy is not slowing down because you need rest and relaxation and all that. I think it's very important that I clarify that and correct that. Um, it, uh, Mercury is actually going to be moving uh, into your second house 
and it slows down for even a whole nother reason other than uh, uh, the rest and relaxation and even the um, the private time, uh, like I was saying with Virgo. In the second house, it slows down because it's it's dealing with Taurus and earth, and the earth element, okay? It slows down because your the mental energy is being ground out or uh, made material or tangible, okay? And so, and, and it's sensual. Taurus is real sensual. So when I say you can absorb more through your senses, I, I mean uh, as opposed to the air element that kind of Mercury represents, this, this communication planet, you're going to receive messages. You're going to communicate easier uh, in more tangible ways. Uh, think just keep the five senses in mind. Keep your personal finances in mind. Uh, uh, second house is your personal possessions. So second house is the key word for you, okay, Scorpio. And uh, maybe once you see in front of your eyes when we do a web search on second house astrology keywords, then um, even more so, even better since you need to ground it out. If you're a Scorpio, web search second house astrology keywords, okay, it'll help you. <laughs> you need to actually physically do it. Um, Sagittarius, Mercury's moving into your sign. So you want to share all of your ideas and opinions with others. You know, you don't want to keep things to yourself anymore. Uh, by this time, Mercury has been in going through your 12th house, and you've been, you have been, dear Sagittarius, been on more of a mental rest and respite period. You've been on a more of a mental retreat when and where you could be. And now, as of Friday, you know, you're good on that, and you don't want to keep things to yourself anymore, and you feel like letting it all out. You can have lots more conversations and communication, and you can try to keep busier. You can focus on the ideas that you have and working on making them happen, okay? You know what, y'all? I never did a check to see if I could be heard this week, but I am going to assume that I can just in case. I do see a hand up in the um, in the switchboard. Let me go ahead and pick up the line. Caller from 252572. You're live on the air with Mama Dada Astrology. Peace. Hi. Peace. Oh, I was listening to it. I wasn't really sure if you was going to do readings or whatnot, so I was just kind of listening to you go down the line. I don't think you came to my sign yet. <laughs> so That's okay. What's your name and what's your sign? My name is Keisha, and I'm an Aquarius. Okay. I hadn't got to Aquarius yet. Um, that's okay. Um, but I, I I see now that I can definitely be heard. Um, you're interested in a reading. Um, I don't do on-air readings, Keisha, but I do um, contact the people who call me on air after the show and that always ends up working out. Is that something I can do once we wrap up the show today? Um, yeah, that sounds good. Okay, cool. What um, areas are you kind of interested in inquiring about, like love and money, relationships, the baby, um, more like children? Finances and moving, mm-hmm. you know. Finances and then your home or residence, 
Okay, perfect. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. It's it's a lot going on. I'm trying to think right now. You know, Uranus, um, Aquarius is ruled by the planet Uranus. Um, it's retrograde uh, right now. Uh, you obviously can have a whole lot of other factors going on in your chart. In my chart in particular, I have a particular ascendant of Gemini, but I have the sun and moon together in my in Sagittarius. I'm a sun Sagittarius. And so, so you're fun. You like to have a lot of fun and you're adventurous. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I what am a well, you know what? I was mentioning that because even though I have a Gemini ascendant, and that means a lot, I come off to most people as more mercurial, more of a thinker, more of a communicator. Heck, I'm on the radio right now communicating. So people would tend to put me in that category. But because sun and moon is conjunct, that means they're together in my Sagittarius house, I come off as a Sagittarius too. Uh, astrologers say if you have sun and moon conjunct in any sign, I don't care what your uh, uh, ascendant is, you're going to come off more as that. So right. it's almost like I have a double ascendant. That's why I, when I talk to you or people that I'm just now finding out their sun sign, I never judge them based on that alone, never, because yeah. people's charts will surprise you. <laughs> so, yes, I'm looking forward to what you say? I say, yeah, it does, because you'll be looking at this sun, because everybody go by, oh, I'm an Aquarius. And then you look at the moon and the ascendant, and it's like, okay, well, you got that. But then if you look at the actual chart, then you got all mm-hmm. these different aspects in one house, and which would totally screw up what the world actually, <laughs> how they look at them. Like me, nobody thinks, when they look at me, nobody thinks I'm an Aquarius. Either I'm a Taurus or a Libra. Which is oh, neither wow. one are in my chart, so you know, you know, so yeah. Well, they're both in your chart because they're in everybody's chart, but I mean, they may not chart, have a lot know, of significant, like no planets in those signs. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly. what you mean. Yeah, and I'm so. so glad you mentioned aspects as well because aspects play a significant role. Uh, like it I does. said, well, uh, the the sun and moon being together in any chart is 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 an aspect, and it's a significant aspect. But you can have so many significant aspects that that will totally take your sun time, which people want to tend to want to judge you on or put you in a box behind, and it it can totally just flip the script on folks. I think that is so funny, and I'm working on. I know there are some astrologers who can go uh, guess your sun sign based on your even facial appearance yeah. and different um, different facial features. So I, I, I've had a, a good time just talking to you so far, Keisha, so I'm looking forward to catching up with you after the show and really giving you some uh, good concrete and quality answers you can take with you. But I'll go ahead yeah. now, unless you have anything else to add, and just place you back on um, mute, and you can listen to the rest of the show. Yes. Go ahead and put me talk about Aquarius now. Okay, That's cool. Right. We're getting to Aquarius now. <laughs> All right, thanks. All right. You're welcome, Keith. All right, y'all. Uh, we're going to continue with. That was Mercury and Sag, and yes, we were almost to Aquarius. So Capricorn first, but then yes, next Aquarius, and next and lastly Pisces. 
Um, for you, Capricorn, Mercury going into Sag is the sign right before yours, and all that rest and respite and, and um, kind of retreat. I was that's actually pertaining to you, not um, not uh, Scorpio. Okay. Uh, so Capricorn, uh, when Mercury is in Sagittarius, you're going to be the quieter, shyer, keeping your thoughts to yourself, opinions to yourself, not really wanting to let anyone in on your secrets right now. Uh, you can definitely be excellent at keeping secrets and becoming aware of some. We are talking about the planet of communication here and thinking. Um, your imagination can soar and you can get lost in it. So you have to work hard when focusing on facts and figures. Um, Capricorn, you kind of got a double whammy. You got Mercury going through Sagittarius, which is expansive. It sees the bigger picture, not really the details. And it's going through your 12th house, which is a, a Neptune Pisces ruled house of imagination, all things that are intangible and very hard to pin down. So be mindful of that, Capricorn, that your thoughts, can get away from you really easily while Mercury's in Sag. So, you know, uh, it's not a horrible thing, but if you if you want to be quieter, kind of keep to yourself and, and relish and revel in your imagination, then it's perfect for that. All right, Aquarius, Keisha, <laughs> uh, for you, you can go outside of your mental comfort zone during this time, okay? Um uh, thinking up ideas that are unusual and wacky but just might work, which is best right up y'all's alley. I mean, Aquarius, ruled by Uranus, it's going through, obviously this is explaining 11th house astrology keywords, which is ruled, the 11th house is ruled by Uranus and Aquarius, so it's perfect. Mercury going through Sagittarius for Aquariuses should feel like home, you know, Squared. It should it should feel really good and comfortable for you. Uh, trying solutions to problems that seem out there but could be just the right thing to do. You know, if if it's feeling like that and seeming like that, Aquarius, you're right in the zone. Okay, uh, at least while Mercury is in Sagittarius, you can have more communications with your friends or with groups. And you're going to want to feel connected to the world. It's a really good time, Aquarius, for networking your butt off um, because the stars are aligned just for you as it relates to that. And lastly, Pisces, uh, Mercury, planet of communication, travel, um, is for you is going to have you thinking about the goals you have in your life. It's at the very top of your chart, okay? It's the most public, visible position, and and it's it's talking about the direction your life is going in. So you're going to be having more thoughts of that, okay? Dear Pisces, um, you're not in a midlife crisis or anything like that. Mercury, the sign, the mental um, planet, is moving through Sagittarius, and it's making you think about your career, life direction, making plans that are realistic, Considering all of the possibilities, you may not be as talkative, okay, Pisces, um, uh, wanting only to speak when you have something important to say uh, so that people take you seriously. You're going to come out, your thinking is going to have you coming off as more stable, mature, 
and and concentrated and serious, okay, Pisces? So that should have a very positive effect on your career and public image if you work it right, okay? All right, that's enough of, um, I almost said enough of last week because y'all know I started the show saying I want to be a week ahead and stay a week ahead. I want to get started around what's going on, you know, the week of. But I just want to uh, mention a couple of more things before we jump into next week simply because uh, it, it's it's imperative that we understand these energies or what do we get on here and talk about it all for if we're just going to run through it. Like I said, right now we're dealing with um, Mercury is going to move into Sagittarius before the sun. And um, you're definitely... Uh, Mercury not only rules our power to communicate, but it rules our thought process. And it's moving fast. Um, it's a faster-moving planet. It moves pretty fast. And so your, our minds, you know, are thinking pretty fast too, uh, especially at this time when it's doing, like, ingresses into di- new signs. <clears throat> now, uh we're definitely going to be getting some brilliant ideas. You know, Sagittarius rules higher learning, and so um, we we may be getting some brilliant ideas. Just a heads up on that. Everyone's really thinking, and everyone gets something um, that will change the direction of our lives in some kind of way. So just be on the lookout for that. As far as the sun uh, uh in these last little final crucial degrees of Scorpio, <clears throat> Scorpio is a sign that creates fixed. It's a fixed sign, okay? So the changes that we've been going through while the sun's been in Scorpio since around October 23rd, 24th, um, these changes have been destined. And there's nothing to do uh, other than accept these changes, whatever they have been, Okay. Uh, this year the sun in Scorpio has had the purpose to end things that need ending because it simultaneously is creating this rebirth to a new future. Scorpio is ruled by Pluto. Pluto is the planet of death and rebirth. It's the planet of the phoenix rising from the ashes. It's the planet of total and complete transformation of the caterpillar turning into the butterfly never to be a caterpillar again. That's what we've been living through. That's what we've been going through, okay? Um, It is impossible to hold on to the past anymore. It's impossible to hold on to the caterpillar. Caterpillar gone, okay? Butterfly time. Um, Oh, gosh, y'all, I hate to do this. I've been waiting on this call all day. Please let me finish playing this music. Hold on. Okay, I missed the call. Hopefully they'll call back. <laughs> but I've been waiting on this call about um, a vehicle, so sorry about that. If I jump off real quick, um, if they call call back, that's why, and I'll hop back on the line. It shouldn't take but just a few seconds. Uh, but, yeah, with the sun and Scorpio, you know, coming to a close, um, Oh. <laughs> That's my bad. I had already clicked the button. Um, 
if it if it is our destiny, then we will be holding on to things that are destined for us to, that that are destined for us to always have in our life. And the good news is that we'll see that quite clearly right about now with it all ending. Um, whatever uh, whatever is the past after this week probably will have passed. And uh, it's just it, it's the possibility and probability of successfully being able to hold on to the caterpillar once you've turned into a butterfly, the success rate of holding on to the ashes, you know, when the phoenix has already risen and emerged from them. It's just not happening. So I just thought I'd throw that in there too, if that helps. <laughs> Let it go because it's gone and there's just no point in holding on anymore, not when Mercury and the sun get into Sagittarius. I promise you, with the energy and the spirit of adventure, of of of, of seeing the vision and the bigger picture and of, of advancement and higher learning and long-distance journeys, um, I promise you, spirituality, you know, law, um, all these Jupiter, Sagittarius keywords, I promise you, you're not going to be thinking about no darn caterpillars. So let's keep it moving, y'all. Mars and Venus in Libra. Um, uh, it's kind of complicated. Venus in Libra is in its natural home kind of in Libra. One of its two natural homes, the other one is Taurus. And... Um, and Libra is really this vacillating kind of, uh, comp- not in a duplicitous kind of way, but in a compromising kind of way because it wants to harmonize and be diplomatic and see both sides of an issue. Yeah, one person seeing both sides of an issue, okay? <laughs> That's Libra. Um, so it kind of can denote changing your mind. And, th- and that's what makes it just a little bit complicated, okay? Um, so uh, everything that we've kind of decided in the past few weeks, um, Venus and Libra and Mars and Libra are are here to kind of ensure that we change our minds, that we make decisions, and that we have the confidence, confidence to make these decisions, okay, uh, typically regarding relationships. That's Libra. Um, one of the best things about Venus being in Libra is that so many things in our lives um, come naturally because it's at home and it's a comfortable kind of, Venus is like comfort. And so without effort, things in our relationships kind of happen. If you've been having like little breakthroughs and things that's in your relationships, that's probably why. Well, it's uh, probably a contributing factor. And so... um, before I've kind of spoke on it about definitely not complaining. This is just not the season to complain. If you actually have the nerve to complain about something and somebody while Venus is in Libra, uh, then you probably don't really want them in your life anyway. And you're really expressing and stating to the universe by way of your complaining that you don't want them in your life. And so uh, Venus and Mars and Libra is kind of going to be the fixer. And it's going to take anything you complain about, it's going to 
make sure that it's gone, okay? Um, yeah, if somewhat, somebody or something in your life makes you feel so uncomfortable that that you actually, you know, kind of practice or have a habit of complaining about it, um, you're you're guaranteeing that it's going to get taken away, okay? Um, this is the season for harmonizing and being diplomatic and, you know, smoothing out differences in relationships. So complaining is very anti that, and uh, you will definitely see the results of that as well. We will. Uh, Libra wants peace and harmony. So any source, any and all sources of negativity will end, will end. And, and Sun and Scorpio, while the Spirit's still there, is going to um, guarantee that, okay? Uh, Sun in Scorpio is about creating endings for the purpose of rebirth and new beginnings, okay? And so Venus and Mars being in Libra at, uh, simultaneously um, is just going to ensure uh, that all anything that needs ending will end and anything that needs to begin will begin, okay? Uh, Libra definitely wants success and balance, and it's real karmic too. Um, and so when we get something at this time, we're going to get it because it is exactly what we've been wanting. Um, but the key to the success of, of Mars in such a communicative air sign like Libra is that you have to, we're going to have to communicate it. We must say what it is that we want and need in our lives. Success is going to be defined by all the people we communicate with during this time, relationships, any any relationships, um, parent, child, sibling, uh, friend. Failure is merely going to be an inability to communicate, Okay. Um, so Mars and Libra means if you want success, then you've got to communicate and talk. Open up that mouth and express yourself, okay? Um, now, if you are happy with life and love, especially if you love the people in your life, then Mars and Venus and Libra is definitely telling you to communicate what it is that's going on inside of your mind. Tell them the truth, any truth that you need to tell, tell it. Otherwise, if 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 people don't hear from you, they don't know what you're thinking. And they might get the feeling that you're not interested in them anymore. Um, you, It's just, it's favored to kind of reach out and say something as opposed to leaving it for people to kind of fill in the blanks and assume what they want. This is not actually the best time for that. If that's your kind of MO and how you normally get by, just consider, especially after uh, Friday, uh, with Mercury going into out, out of Scorpio, uh, the um, you know sign of endings and beginnings, and then definitely by Sunday when the Sun goes um, into Sagittarius and out of uh, Scorpio. Not this Sunday. We're going uh, into. Gosh, it doesn't seem like it, but yes, this Sunday that we're going into the twenty second. The sun will be in Sag as well. So we, we're we in these little critical crux times. That's why I'm taking time out before we even get into the week ahead. That's why I let y'all know we're definitely not going to cover everything today because it's that crucial. It's that crucial to 
uh, with Mars and Venus being in Libra while the sun is in Scorpio, uh, reach out. I'll just leave it at that. All right, today, Neptune Stations Direct. Neptune Stationing Direct, I probably wouldn't even think to to make sure to speak on it to you guys, except <laughs> last year on the day, the day, <laughs> that Neptune Station Direct, um, I, it was a critical turning point in my life. I I had a life experience that still affects me to this very day. So I am looking forward to this year um, when Neptune, uh, as Neptune stations direct, I'm looking forward to, you know, just, I already started doing it, but just creating a new memory, wrapping a new, lovely, warm uh, memory. Neptune rules unconditional love, okay? I might as well get into it. Uh, Neptune is the planet associated with, among other things, illusion, spiritual communion, guidance, uh, surreality, surrealism, escapism, oceans, flooding, fluid, permeation, blind spot, smoke screen, fraud, addiction, deception, uh, psychic connection, the unconscious, sublime artistic ability. Okay? Whew. Um, I was putting some things together regarding the degree that Neptune stationed direct on last year. And I didn't uh, put it in the notes for this week because that, that was more personal for me. I did put in the notes for this week the degree that it's stationing direct on this year, which is the seventh degree of Pisces. Last year it was on the fourth degree of Pisces that it's stationed direct on. And it definitely had some themes um, relating to that degree and the Sabian symbol, S-A-B-I-A-N, Sabian symbol, for that particular degree. Sabian symbols is just something to web search, uh, web search astrology and Sabian symbols, and you'll definitely get a whole other world open up to you about these degrees. The degrees mean something, or why else be there? You see what I'm saying? I know I haven't talked about it a lot on this show, but I definitely mention it every episode. When I mention the degrees of a sign, it holds a weight and a significance. The fourth degree of Pisces, where Neptune stationed direct last year, just correlated some key themes that were very relevant to the um, experience that I'm still reeling from today. So I thought I would mention um, some of the key themes surrounding the seventh degree of Pisces, which Neptune is stationing direct on today, um, in hopes that it gives you some insight and some just uh, key points to kind of take away with you because uh, kind of, we're always kind of dealing, uh, when I looked at the cycles on Neptune's retrograde and stations, 
we're kind of always in some form, even now, that Neptune is stationing direct. We're so close to another Neptune retrograde that we're, we're already talking about being in the zone or the shadow period for that very next Neptune retrograde. So we're, we're this is familiar territory for us, but we may not have the verbiage or the lingo or the language to associate with it. For the seventh degree of Pisces, the Sabian symbol reads, illuminated by a shaft of light. A large cross lies on rocks surrounded by sea and mist. Okay. This particular symbol shows um, the need or the ability to be able to stay firm in our path, in our faith and belief in life, even when our hopes and dreams take a battering, okay? We're talking about Neptune stationing direct today, and Neptune is the planet of dreams, okay? We may be experiencing feelings of chaos, misplaced loyalties, uh, like something has been sacrificed for no real cause, and some things have come Uh, it looks like I wrote this down wrong, but, um, oh, some things have come to nothing. There it is. Let me take this out, y'all. Hold on. Like some things have come to nothing. Um, uh, having faith and a positive end in sight, we can experience a wonderful spiritual awakening, reconnecting with our spiritual ideals. Um, at times in our life, we may not, we may want to see if perhaps we aimed too high and things came crashing down as a result of a lack of care by ourselves or others or through people opposing our objectives or success, okay? So these are, this, this is all um, kind of describing some themes centered around how we could be experiencing this energy of Neptune stationing, okay? And the advice is to concentrate. It's, uh, the, the description of the Sabian symbol is illuminated by a shaft of light. And so we're being advised to concentrate on the shaft of light as this can show us that light is all in and around us, Okay. Um, some positive potentials are kind of a renewed dedication after loss, maybe feeling like we've lost something. Um, for those of us, you know, with Sun and Scorpio wrapping up, a whole lot of this energy in Scorpio wrapping up, and now that Saturn's no longer in Scorpio but is in Sagittarius, we're, we're, this is it for this kind of energy on, on, on multi-levels, multiple levels. Uh, there's not going to be a lot of significant energy in Scorpio again pretty much for a year. When Saturn was in Scorpio all this time, I mean, it was just kind of this Scorpio energy kind of pervading our lives. And now not so, it's not going to be so much like that. So if you're, if you're experiencing life right now from the position of feeling like you've lost something, uh, Neptune stationing direct as of today should 
give you a sense of renewed dedication, okay? It should give you a feeling like a sign of recovery and hope. And you should be coming to terms with the loss or failure at this point, significantly more so and better, okay? You may have made some important or substantial sacrifices. Um, I was remembering when I was getting ready for the show, preparing for the show, um, I believe it was yesterday, and I recalled I'm not only a teacher on, on the air, but I teach in so many different capacities, and one of the capacities that I miss terribly um, because it's been over a month now, and I have not been able to um, to visit the campus, but the Uhuru Academy that I'm always telling y'all about, always offering y'all the opportunity to, constantly offering y'all the opportunity to donate and be a part of such an incredible movement of, of an African-centered private school. You just don't hear a lot about it. So I think it's a powerful institution, and I'm always going to support it no matter what. But I was, you know, missing my babies, of course, and there was this time, I was remembering this time that I was teaching, and I got so passionate, y'all, about what I was teaching on, um, and I wanted to really penetrate and speak to the minds and hearts of my babies that I just got emotional and tears started coming out. Every time I cry, y'all, I'm not sad, but I'm just that passionate and and filled with my emotions when I have them that they tend to overwhelm me and overtake me. And I felt that kind of coming on even doing uh, this portion of the show today. And that's what the energy of Neptune is. It is unconditional love. It is uh, the penetrating and and merging of of spirit. Um, It is the... uh, It is... uh, like uh, the veil being uh, uh, torn away between yourself and and spirit realm. Okay, it's all the extra sens- extra sensory perceptions, um, and so uh, at this time with Nate with Neptune stationing direct. We just may feel like we've sacrificed a whole bunch. We may have feel like we've sacrificed a whole bunch for things that we may not have gotten all the return on our investment from. And we may feel like we're kind of finding our way through the dark, but we are finding our way, okay? Faith and hope is our real thing. They're not talked about much because they're spiritual and people are kind of tend to be stuck in the mundane and the material. The material and the mundane have its place. I'm not crapping on the material and the mundane. But with Neptune stationing direct, uh, up goes retrograde again. You know, um, uh, here between now and then, we should feel our faith and our hope really returning, okay? Don't don't allow yourself to lose faith. Don't allow your hopes to become completely dashed. Uh, don't pierce through the fog and, and see through. See through your the scorn 
and the persecution or the attack um, see through the sacrifices that you've made seeming like they're for nothing. See through that and 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 use your imagination, use your faith, use your hope, use unconditional love to reconnect with your spiritual ideals. Spiritual holds a, a space for us. We are spirit. We are spiritual. You're tuned in or listen to this in the archives because of a likely because of a spiritual need that we have to connect to each other, to love each other, to 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 live what we believe and to and to have, and to keep hope alive. You know, it's not just a cliche thing. These are real things. So they deserve space and I just want to take time out to give it to them. Um Feeling forsaken, disconnected, realize you're holding on to useless beliefs, martyring yourself. These are all things symbolized by this seventh degree of Pisces, okay? So just know that any complaints um, that you have at this time are definitely coming from ego. They are definitely coming from wounds that we've been allowing to be created for ourselves or that we've been creating for our own selves. We may have been telling ourselves a certain sad story and wounding ourselves um, instead of seeking healing and wholeness, okay? Um, We may have been seeking help from the outside when it only comes from the spirit inside. It is time for a change, okay? Uh, So just to speak more on Neptune Direct, just to give y'all like some do's and don'ts kind of specifics about it, some tangible things you can pick out and recognize. This planet, anytime a a planet stations, it it has to slow down. It's like going to the 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 uh, end of the street and coming to that stop sign. As you're approaching that stop sign, you're going to slow down, right? And then after you get to the stop sign and you put it in reverse, same thing. Once you step on that gas, it's going in reverse. It has to pick speed back up. So it's slow coming to the stop and it's slow getting up out of the stop, okay? That's what Neptune is doing today. Today, Neptune came to the stop sign. And over the next coming days, like I said, up until Neptune's retrograde again, it's going to be building back up momentum, and and I'm just going to hit you all to some of the things to expect. Um, Dreams. Uh, probably going to be much more vivid and involved, and I'm talking about these days surrounding the station, okay? Kind of like we're going on a journey. They're going to have like a journeying, prophetic, foreshadowing kind of quality to the dreams during this time. Sleep can be a lot deeper as if we're going off into complete abyss when we go to sleep and have to drag ourselves out and back into waking life, we may sleep longer. Um, uh, and people uh, can definitely kind of have a sleepy, dreamy quality to them even while they're awake during these times, okay, during these days. Uh, the coffee just may not cut it. Uh, disrupted sleep can be experienced with uh, different periods of wakefulness during the night, 
um, cosmic kind of winks and communication from the universe are more apparent. It slowed down, feels a little closer, closer to home. So this Neptune dreamy, um, uh, illusory, imaginative energy um, is going to be more apparent to us. And <clears throat> you may be watching TV or listening to the radio, and it may seem like it's a message just for you on it. <laughs> so... Um, kind of just adds to this feeling like we're not alone, okay? We're not alone. Uh, daydreaming could increase, okay? Space is more permeable, like I said, kind of like the veil is being ripped, and we have that direct, more direct access to the spiritual. So our psychic space is more permeable, and we definitely have to carefully filter the heightened impressions that we're receiving. That makes me think of, of like, spiritual protection during this time. Um, Keisha and I were talking earlier about sun and moon uh, being conjunct in in your chart and different aspects and things that could be going on with your chart. If you have a strong Neptune, meaning you're a Pisces ascendant, and Neptune rules your entire chart, you got a strong Neptune in your chart. If Neptune is hooked up to your sun or moon, you're going to have a strong Neptunian influence in your chart. Um, there's just some different things that could make Neptune a strong factor for you, even if you're not a Pisces rising or a Pisces sun sign, okay? So uh, if you're experiencing a lot of difficulties in these, like, Neptunian arenas that I've been describing, definitely hook up with your local astrologer or your favorite astrologer. Um, hopefully it's me. <laughs> And we can definitely help you uh, navigate your way in some very practical ways um, by looking at your chart and seeing where the energy is already flowing. We can help you figure out where to direct these imaginative, creative, artistic, uh, dreamy energies to where it will benefit you and not not, uh, put you uh, in more of, uh, harm's way, spiritually speaking. If you have a strong Neptune in your chart, it just is going to make you really energetically sensitive, period. And knowing what house it falls in, um, you can know exactly where you're most vulnerable, okay? <clears throat> um, around the time of a, sta- a Neptune station, people can be more impressionable, easily swayed, pr- prone to wishful thinking, particularly with love relationships, okay? We can be convinced of things when Neptune is really strong while it's stationing that we could not have been convinced of at other times. Um, so kind of, you know, the whole what was I thinking thing, uh, in, the, in the same way that we could believe a dream we've had is real, it's possible to believe things are one way when all logical conclusions would indicate otherwise, okay, during this time. We can be more easily deceived by people, uh, missing major character flaws because we're blinded by the good in them, by their spiritual auras, or by their potential, okay? I told y'all, Neptune rules any fluid, any fluid, bodily fluid, ocean, water, you know, uh, flea, fluid for women, blood, obviously, um, although blood specifically is more ruled by um, by Mars, uh, but 
uh, I'll say other bodily fluids other than blood. And blood has water in it, if y'all didn't know that. So still blood, the water portion of the blood for sure. Um, So plumbing problems could be an issue more so when the energy is strong around these station periods, okay? Um, A low water level for flushing toilets in particular is actually common during Neptune station. So that's pretty interesting. Um, Personal plumbing issues, (laughs) so to speak, are also more likely, uh, be it urinating more than usual or having to use a diuretic, um, hopefully natural if you do, to assist in urination. Uh, UTIs are more common when Neptune is strong, so definitely avoid, if at all possible, soft drinks, caffeine, alcohol, you know, too much coffee, and instead increase your intake of water and real cranberry juice. Um, There could be a strong kind of uh, jonesing or fiending for drugs or alcohol. Neptune rules illusion, delusion, and all that. Uh, Escapism, I told you all that earlier. So drug and alcohol abuse and use can pick up around these times. Watch out for that. Um, We also are more easily affected by drugs and alcohol during the time of a station. So be mindful and watch out for that. Um, Food allergies, actually, and sensitivities can be heightened. Um, The foods that we're craving could have ill effects. Don't be delusional about that. Uh, we can be more sensitive to perfumes and scents. Uh, there could be like this intoxicating quality to the air, uh, Neptunian whiffs of ether. And so this effect is currently kind of um, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. Just the the kind of intoxicating quality to the air or the energy around us, okay, be uh, whether drugs and alcohol are involved or not. Um, People can definitely be more sensitive than usual, okay, even if they don't have a strong Neptune in their chart, um, just people in general. Neptune is stationing direct today for everybody. So people in general can be more sensitive than usual, their feelings more easily hurt, Um, There's a stronger sensitivity to suffering in the world. People are more easily brought to tears when Neptune is strong. Looky there, y'all, the Neptunian waterworks. People may choose more isolation than usual. Everybody can't take it, especially if they have a strong Neptune in their chart. You got a strong Neptune in your chart, Neptune stationing, so its energies are heightened and feel even stronger so, hey, there goes my uh, waterworks story right there and the passion behind the unconditional love that I have for my people and for teaching and education um, <clears throat> and just this whole Neptunian energy, uh, you know. It's healthy to uh, express your emotions in healthy ways anyway, but crying gets a bad rap a lot of the time. But crying really is cleansing and healing. I'm not just saying that because I'm a woman. I'm not just saying that because I cry. 
I'm saying that because it's real and it's true and somebody's got to say it. So keep an eye out for that, Uh, just that super sensitivity. You're not going crazy. There's nothing wrong with you. Neptune is stationing, so we're all just a little bit mo. okay? Um, Watch out for spending. Um, Neptune being really strong, like I said, is going to enhance a desire for escapism. And the uh, way we escape through entertainment uh, to ease from the daily grind. So, you know, pizza delivery and Chinese takeout is probably going to be sky high right now just because we want to feel good. We want to escape. We want to feel kind of free and, and, and comforted and taken care of um, by the universe. Uh, during this time, so that's just another practical way it could manifest. Uh, Daily tasks, even the most simplest daily tasks can seem irritating and overwhelming. Multitasking is going to be way more difficult. So for my Geminis, Gemini risings, my Virgo, Virgo risings, um, if you're uh, having impactful Mercury in your chart, Mercury being hooked up to either your chart ruler or your talking about these crucial days when Neptune is stationing, okay? Uh, People may embrace their inner dirty hippie and skip a few showers, FYI. So personal hygiene is going to be one of those, you know, Virgo, I just said Virgo, Virgo risings, these mental signs and these mental things and processes that may be a little bit harder to pin down. And, and and can seem, you know, really arduous during this time when Neptune is strong. So uh, it possibly can be difficult to make ourselves fully understood as if we are yelling underwater, okay? People may pick up on one layer of what we're saying without grasping the full meaning. If there's uh, miscommunication and, you know, don't feed the illusion definitely. Make sure that you're making every effort to maintain clear communication. I'm so glad I didn't try to rush through this show and just fit in all these horoscopes to make sure y'all, because it, it just, especially at such a sensitive time for mental mercurial, you know, people like myself, it would just, it would just drive me into or others into these 12th house Neptunian Piscean um, things that are actually on a lower vibration. Now, let me tell you this about Neptune and Pisces and the 12th house that I haven't spoke on so far. 12th house, which is ruled by Neptune and rules the sign of Pisces, also governs um, institutions of isolation, institutions of solitary confinement, such as hospitals, such as jails and prisons, such as mental institutions. Coincident? No, it's not. 
that's the real lesson. Uh, well, that's one of the many lessons of of uh, these seasons, periods of time where Neptune is stationing, and we're really getting this hard, you know, influx of Neptunian energy. No matter who we are, uh, you, we're talking about possibly skipping some showers. We're talking about, you know. Um, Kind of, kind of wanting to escape, and we just have to be careful that we don't drive ourselves. Okay, um, and others that we don't drive ourselves and others absolutely crazy. So make sure you're being understood. Make every effort to communicate clearly and effectively when you can't or don't understand some of the energetic and spiritual things that are taking place and give yourself and other people a break, okay? Um, I'm going to wrap up this real quickly. So i got two more points to make. Um, a lot of projection could be flying around during this time, people projecting onto you. You may not be a certain way at all, okay? But when the planet of illusion is strong, projection onto others is highly, is heightened, okay? And so people could be interacting with their own fabricated versions, versions of you that they made up rather than anything based in reality, okay? So be mindful of that. That's why I say as far as the effective communication, don't drive yourself crazy because it's going to be difficult to do in this planetary climate and condition, but be mindful of it. That way you don't, number one, feed into it. Oh, somebody think I'm like this, and you feed into it if that's not reality, as well as you take the extra steps, effort needed, communicate effectively, and and and, and come across to people as how you mean to instead of feeding into how they are thinking of you if it's not correct and accurate. Um, strongly Neptunian and Piscean people can uh, definitely be spotted by a sort of dreamy, shrouded, faraway look in their eyes. Um, the areas around the eyes can appear a little shadowed and hollowed out. So that's another physical, material manifestation of this energy. I like to give you all stuff like that because we can talk about spiritual stuff all day. We are spirits. It is vital, crucial, and important. But if we don't ground it out and bring it on down to reality and, and materialize this thing, it will always be kind of this faraway, distant, dreamy illusion, okay? So Neptune goes retrograde uh, once a year for about five months. Um, and until 2021... Neptune is going to re go retrograde in June and go direct in November from now all the way till 2021. So these same kind of themes um, or these same kind of uh, symptoms of the Neptune station, you're going to feel them kicked up and heightened around these times, June and November, every year until 2021. All right? All right, y'all are welcome for that. <clears throat> we can head. 
We start the week off with the moon in Aries. We are not starting the week off with the moon in Void, of course, so we can come out the door Sunday with the moon in Aries, very first sign of the zodiac, uh, you know, that symbolizes our pioneering side and our, our readiness and willingness to, you know, get the party started, not needing any introduction. So we really start this week coming up, which is the uh, the week of the sun entering Sagittarius. Woo woo, uh, Keisha. So I I you know I love uh, having incarnated here as a a set with the Sagittarius sun, with so much beautiful energy in my chart in the sign of Sagittarius. I'm really 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 Sagittarius. So yes, when she got on the line and said. You know, you say you're probably real fun and adventurous. All I could do was laugh because that really does characterize a lot of my life experience. Just uh, one adventure after another, wanting to have fun, wanting others to have fun and enjoy themselves. You really can't beat being a fag. And you know, I'm a little biased, <laughs> a little biased, but um, you really can't beat. Uh, you know, just wanting to enjoy anybody who's either had a near-death experience, real cool time to talk about it since the sun is um, still in Scorpio, uh, had a near-death experience or uh, been close to someone who either ended up going ahead and transitioning or came back from the brink of, of possibly transitioning, they will be the first ones to tell you that life is too short to be worried about half the stuff we be worried about with ourselves and others and life circumstances in general. And so, yes, for a Sag, life is primarily about having fun. It's primarily about being spiritual and and not and being and, and taking these long journeys, be it um, figurative or or um, literal. And so. I'll get into that a, a little further here in a second. But um, starting out with the moon in Aries, we are going to be emotionally fulfilled and the most comfortable starting on Sunday. Well, starting before that, but when we start the week on Sunday, we're going to be ready to be emotionally fulfilled by all things Aries, Okay. We're going to be ready to start something. We're going to feel edgy and in a punchy kind of mood. We're going to um, naturally, our, our instinctual reactions are going to kind of speed up. We might have that butterflies in the stomach kind of feeling like we're nervous. That means we're out of our comfort zone and we're ready to go for it. We're ready to face our fears and we're ready to um, to do some firsts. Something we either haven't done, uh, probably haven't done before, or just something we've really been needing to get a jump start on and do. There's, we're going to experience like a spark of momentum, kind of like that. See, Aries starts off the spring, and you know, everybody be just ready, okay? After the wintertime, we're typically ready <laughs> for spring, and seem like as soon as it hit, boom, you know. 
flip-flops start trying to come out, the shorts, you know, more comfortable, loose, uh, lighter clothing, and uh, even that feeling of, like, a lusty look. Aries is ruled by Mars. Mars is the planet of sex and desire. And so even, like, a lusty look in a young lover's eye is kind of the the, the energy of the moon being in Aries and what's going to fulfill us and satisfy us during this time and make us most comfortable. Um, we kind of are going to want to keep things simple, and we're going to be real real focused on the doing, not really the talking, not really the feeling, but the doing. We're going to be really satisfied to get some stuff done, okay, to move these hips and take uh, and do something with that energy, that Mars rules energy. And so uh, whether we take a challenging martial arts class or just get out and move, um, there is definitely a physical component that satisfies us under an Aries moon, okay? And we're starting the week off Sunday with that. If we need to attack anything head on, that's going to get done under an Aries moon. If we need to go and let that truth out and let it fly and we're feeling super froggy, that's going to be done under Aries moon. Aries moon kind of brings out the fight in everybody. So we're ready and willing to be emotionally satisfied by getting into it, okay? Um, Hopefully it's worthy of what energy is expended when you get into it with somebody and actually brings about and provokes change because sometimes getting into it is for the better. It's okay. It's okay to get into it every now and again as long as you you, you have a point and you're, you're actually trying to go somewhere. Aries is the baby, the youngest sign of the, of the zodiac. It pops out first, okay? And so... Uh, it's not the most reliable energy, but it's there when you need it. It's ready for you on the spot. So, like, quick, short activities are favored over doing something tedious and kind of drawn out. The energy is supportive of you if if you're going to be dynamic, okay, when, when it's Aries moon. So uh, under Aries moon, start off the week. Uh, sun moving in the Sag on Sunday, you know, Aries moon. Uh, nobody's probably going to be doing a job interview, but, hey, good day to go on a date. It's not a void moon, so go for it. Excuse me. and get some water. Um, starting a project would be a good thing to do under the Aries moon. I just had some water, y'all. <laughs> starting a project. Um, selling your ideas to others, you're in and out. That's the energy of the Aries moon. Uh, encouraging a friend, working on self-promotion materials, throwing a party, all the good things to do under Aries moon. Um, so there's this real sense of urgency, and it can lead to impulsive acts also. So be mindful of that. Um, every, you know, harebrained scheme that comes to mind probably shouldn't act on it, but you're going to feel that sense of urgency. So what you want to do, what you might want to do under Aries Moon, amongst all the other things I've mentioned, is to do some soul searching on what you'd do if you could do anything, okay? Because Aries Moon going to make you feel like you can. Aries Moon is kind of an invincible energy. 
and it ha- it, it's that young sign of the zodiac, and it kind of has that innocent belief that anything is possible. So it really is a good time to dream big and soul search for your passions and do those quick, short activities um, that are going to be dynamic and impactful. First date, job interview, start that project, sell that idea, encourage that friend, work on self-promotion, throw a party. Okay, it's urgent. All right, y'all, and then... So that's going on at 9, 12 a.m. Central Standard Time. At 9, 25 a.m., mere moments later, right right when you're ready to pop off, <laughs> the sun enters Sagittarius, a.k.a. Swagittarius. The sun enters Sag, and it just really is an extraordinary, it's going to be such an extraordinary month, y'all. Um you know, Sagittarius season are the things that powerful, wonderful years are made of. Y'all know I'm biased. I got to say stuff like that about Sagittarius. <laughs> um, but definitely, uh, just objectively uh, speaking, life for all of us are just, in general, is going to become, you know, very exciting, wildly exciting, Okay. Uh, the energy of Sagittarius makes the world become a positively vibrant and happy world to live in and to love living in. Scorpio season been a booger, y'all. Scorpio season is real, and I mean that in the best ways. I'm thankful for Scorpio season because we all need to go deep sometimes. Aries is young, it's in and out. You know, Taurus is kind of slow. It's not necessarily going deep. Gemini is, you know, real quick. Um, Cancer is, none of these signs go deep like Scorpio goes deep. Scorpio wants your soul. Scorpio is psychological. Scorpio is transformational. And everybody is not ready to go deep. So for some, Scorpio season hasn't been the best, you know, nothing to really write home to mom about, but um, in Sagittarius season, you're going to be really hard-pressed not to really enjoy life. It's it's no small wonder that, you know, these corporate and these um, national holidays fall into Sagittarius season, a lot of celebrating going on, Um uh, you know, Sag, nobody nobody really does it like Sag. And Sag has different elements to it, So, especially when you're talking about actual people who have Sagittarius as a sun sign and so many other elements in their chart to contend with. So you never really know uh, all the ways that it's going to express itself, but it's going to feel good. I can guarantee you that. Uh, Sagittarius season is definitely going to feel good. And 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 it's almost a triple conjunction going on um, with the sun being in Sag. Saturn's already in Sag. Uh, Mercury will already be in Sag. And it's not like uh, so tight of a conjunction. But with all that energy in Sag combined with this Gemini full moon um, that is coming up here on the 25th, which is Wednesday, Next week, this time next week, we'll be experiencing uh, Gemini full moon. And so uh, that's a really positive communication sign. 
and that coupled with all the energy in Sagittarius means that relationships uh, will be very lively, okay? And all the changes you've been wanting and waiting for will be happening quickly, um, a little closer to around the 30th, okay? So let, let's get into Sagittarius season from the 22nd to the 30th by about a good week and about a weekend, you you should really if you if you still you know reeling from Scorpio season all that stuff get give us about a week into Sagittarius season, and we we gonna show you what it's all about. Get stick by if you know any Sagittarius is it's about time to chill with them and kick it with them. You're gonna be glad you did, especially if you need a pick me up and you need to feel good. I'm actually gonna start out um, the horoscope. Or the sun going into Sagittarius with Sagittarius, okay? We're going to flip it up this week. <clears throat> find me some water real quick, y'all. I got some horoscopes to get through. Bear with me momentarily. Thank you. Um, the sun is going to be joining Mercury in Sag on November 22nd, Okay. And Sagittarius, you're going to feel more comfortable in your own skin, being yourself and getting attention. You want the spotlight to find you, and you can get recognition or praise for something you've done. You can even be inspired to start on a new journey now that you'll go on for the next year and focus on taking advantage of an opportunity to start something new. You have greater energy and a stronger vitality. You may come across as friendlier, funnier, and prouder. Sagittarius, uh, you, we're already the wild card. Um, you know, that's an energy kind of associated with Sagittarius. And with sun and Sagittarius obviously going through your natal first house of self, it really is, you know, whatever you want it to be, Sagittarius. It's a wild card. It's if you've ever played a card game and you got the Joker or the Wild Card, any time's a good time to play that card. You hear me? So take divine advantage of a of opportunity for not only during sun and sad season, but the imprint that you're going to leave, the mark you're going to make on your entire coming year is going to be done while the sun's in Sagittarius. So Take advantage of the greater energy, the stronger vitality. Take advantage of the fact that you're coming across friendlier, funnier, and prouder. And uh, if that inspiration to start a new journey hits, go for it. Focus on taking advantage of that divine opportunity, um, uh, feeling comfortable in your skin, being yourself, and getting attention. It's all about you, uh, Sag, um, during Sag season, of course. Capricorn, the sun's going to be going through your 12th house. Why? Because it's going to be your season next. So you're kind of in this holding period, um, and you're going to feel most like yourself when you're by yourself during this particular time. You're going to be wanting to do your own thing, and you're not really going to be bo- want to be bothered with anyone. You can kind of feel drained more easily by others and don't want to deal with the demands of life and the or the world. You're going to feel really sensitive. Sagittarians might be experiencing this right now, rest, needing more rest, 
requiring, you know, more retreating more, okay? Capricorns, you're next in line for that when the sun enters Sagittarius. You can work on things by yourself or in the background without anyone taking notice or bossing you around. You may need more rest and time off. You may come across as more compassionate, imaginative, and sensitive, okay? Aquarius, Keisha, <laughs> um, the sun, once again, the sun is going to actually be just like Mercury. The sun's actually going to be uh, going through uh, a house that you should be very familiar and comfortable with, the 11th house, which is ruled by Uranus and governs Aquarius. So you're going to feel most like yourself when you're with your friends in groups. And you're going to be actually more comfortable in a crowd and want to feel like you're contributing to the world in some way. You can have a better sense of your place in the world and look at the world from a loftier perspective, okay, Aquarius? You can try things that are new and different, open to the unusual and original, and you want to be your true self no matter how quirky. You can focus on your future dreams and take advantage of opportunities to pursue them. You may come across as more rebellious, independent, and free thinking. Pisces, um, Sun and Sagittarius is going to be going through your tenth house, so it's going to be at the top of your chart. You're uh, you're going to feel most like yourself when you're achieving your goals, setting new goals for yourself, feeling ambitious and driven, and getting to where you want to be, um, following your life path and direction. Uh, success is more important to you, but you shouldn't base your confidence off of that. You can experience a high point at this time with something, and you should keep working at it to take it further. You may come across as more responsible, hardworking, or disciplined. You may kind of come across as the parent, okay, Pisces? Um, so if someone says to you, what do you think, I'm your child? Uh, oh, God, y'all, it wouldn't be a show. I swear to y'all, if I did not get interrupted, it would not be a show. Let me not say that. (laughs) Hold on one second, guys. All right, you guys, I'm back. I apologize for the delay. And uh, we're picking back up where we left off at Aries. Yes. The sun in Sag is going to make you probably feel most like yourself when you're exploring the world. We're talking ninth house here, Aries. So you are actually experiencing the sun in Sagittarius in the house ruled by Sagittarius. So you should really get a kick out of this season. Uh, You're going to feel most like yourself when you're exploring the world, getting out there, having new experiences, all things Saggy. If you... Aries, give with you some Sages this Sag season because y'all are going to have a lot of fun um, expanding your life in new ways. You're going to be fulfilled living like a Sag, basically. <laughs> you want to look at the good in everything, and it can be a good time for travel and learning as well as writing and speaking. You may come across as more gregarious, fun-loving, or adventurous. You may, Aries, actually come across like a Sag during Sag season this year, okay? Um, Taurus, I guess it would be every year for you. Uh, Taurus, uh, 
sun and Sag is going to be affecting your eighth house of other people's monies, and you're going to feel most like yourself when you're focused on other people's money, taxes, loans, debts, inheritances, joint finances, sharing your resources, or when you're trying to transform something for the better, you're going to feel really good um, and most like yourself. You can be much more serious and connected to something deep inside yourself. You may come across as more researching, unrelenting, or magnetic. So for Tauruses, with this eighth house that the sun is going through for you, eighth house is ruled by Pluto and it governs Scorpio. So Taurus, while the sun is in Sagittarius, you may actually still have this reeling or lingering uh, energy of Scorpio season on you. So just keep that in mind. Gemini, Sun and Sag is going through your seventh house. So we're talking partnerships here and relationships of all kinds. And you're going to feel most like yourself when you're with a partner or a loved one and you want to give them more of your time and attention. You can make them a priority and you feel that you should dedicate more of your life to your relationships. Having healthy, committed relationships can be of utmost importance to you. You also want more balance in your life and to keep the peace. You may come across as more charming, fair, or compromising. So Gemini's um, have fun harmonizing. <laughs> Cancer, <clears throat> sun in Sagittarius for you is going to have you feeling most like yourself when you're working hard, accomplishing your smaller tasks and chores, and breaking down big projects into smaller ones so you can finish them. Cancer, you can take on more work and feel better when you do, but need to be careful that you don't burn yourself out, okay? You can also focus on your health and try to improve your lifestyle. You may come across as more detailed, hardworking, or organized. <clears throat> work and health are the key words for you, Cancer, for sad season, all right? Take care of your health. Um, Leo, Leo. Um, like Aquarius, you should have a really familiar familiarity with the energy that Sun and Sagittarius is going to be bringing you. For all my Leos, you're going to feel most like yourself when you're doing what you love the most with the people you love the most and having fun. You want to enjoy your life as much as you can and can make extra time for fun. You can let out your inner child, and if you have children, they can be in the spotlight. If single, you want to date even more and keep your options open. And if you're in a relationship, you can make it fun and fresh. You may come across as friendlier, funnier, and warmer, just like you naturally are, my Leos. Have fun. I love it when it's going through a house that's familiar to that sign because it just it's easier time of the energy because it feels real at home and familiar. All right, for my Virgos, y'all are going to be experiencing sun and Sag through your fourth house of home and family, so you're going to feel most like yourself when you're at home in places that are most familiar to you or actually with family or the people you think of as family. Um, Virgo, you may want to stay within your comfort zone and you won't really let anyone push you out. You can be more in tune with your emotions and a little more sensitive as a result. So you guard yourself more. You may feel like you're starting at the bottom with something right now and work your way up over the next six months. You may come across as more nurturing, supportive, and mothering. 
Libra, you're experiencing sun and sads through your third house. The sun um, being there just is going to make you feel most like yourself when you're using your mind, which is right up your alley, dear Libra. But it's going through another mental, um, you're a mental sign, air sign, and uh, the sun and sads is going through a very mental third uh, third house, Gemini, a Mercury ruled house. So for you, you're going to feel best when you're using your mind, all that to say that um, you can have plenty to do, lots of little projects, social engagements um, to keep your mind occupied. Otherwise, it gets a little off, okay? So you definitely want to keep your mind occupied. There's going to be a lot of mental energy generating uh, around you and within you, so do something with it. Keep it. Keep your mind need to be occupied, satisfied, while sun is in Sag. Um, it's a good time, Libra, to learn something new, to write, or to speak publicly. You may come across as more intellectual, logical, or analytical. And lastly, my Scorpios, for you, the sun joining Mercury um, is going to have you feeling most like yourself when you're using your mind. You can have plenty to do, lots of little projects and social engagements to keep your mind. Um, oh, you know what, y'all? That's not right. I, do, I love it when I do stuff like that, y'all, because <laughs> I, I never tout myself, uh, you know, as having it all together, being perfect, and especially being on the radio, there's such <laughs> there's such pressure, like, especially when it's live, not to make a mistake and stuff, and I try to have all my notes together. But sometimes you can copy the same thing twice from, and so what I will do now is just go there on my own. Scorpio, I'm not going to leave y'all hanging. You all know that. And what I meant to say is not tell y'all the same thing for a Scorpio as it was for Libra, but instead for Scorpio um, with the sun entering Sag, you're going to definitely feel most like yourself when you're engaging your senses, being one with nature, relaxing, indulging, living in the moment. You want to slow everything down in the world and just let things be, okay? there. Um, it's a good time to put demanding tasks on the back burner, and it's also uh, good for focusing on your finances, pursuing financial ventures, and improving your financial life. You're going to come across as more sensual, indulgent, and secure, okay? Scorpio, Sun and Sag is going through your second house, so that's what's going on there. All right, y'all. Um, Sunday, after the sun goes into Sag at 925 in the rising Central Standard Time, um, that afternoon at 116 Central Standard Time, the moon is going to go into void, of course, for 21 hours, okay? So from Sunday afternoon, I know the moon's all in your, in Aries and we're feeling pioneering, wanting to pop off and jump off and start stuff off and new projects and quick little things that um, require energy will have the energy for them. 
But as of one sixteen in the afternoon on Sunday, I want y'all to scale it back and start thinking in terms of what to do and not to do during a void of course moon because you got 21 hours of it. The, after Sunday afternoon at one sixteen p.m. Central Standard Time, the moon's not going into the new sign of Taurus until Monday uh, late rising, 10.26 a.m. 21 hours of... <clears throat> Now that we have all this energy that makes us want to start new stuff, we've got 21 hours of, okay, whatever already was started, you can work on those things. It's okay. Whatever all people you've already met and established relationship with, you can get with them from Sunday afternoon to Monday rising. It's okay. But keep in mind the things that I've said in previous shows regarding Void, of course. And if you don't recall it, you can go back and listen or you can do a web search on what not to do during a Void, of course, moon. <laughs> and um, and just keep those things in mind. Don't start anything new. Don't chill with anybody new. Um, it's a good time during a Void moon to look for something that you've lost to, you know, uh, go over you know, a list, make lists, do you, so you kind of get the gist of it, okay? Um, now the moon does go void, of course. Uh, void, of course, moon is just means the moon has made its last aspect before it changes signs. So before the moon goes into Taurus on late Monday rising, the last aspect it makes, is a conjunction to Uranus, okay? So let me describe this energy for y'all real quick. I'm going to help y'all learn to even make more use of a void, of course, moon by understanding the energy that you're going into that void, of course, moon in. For the next, for 21 hours, Sunday after Sunday afternoon, the energy of moon conjunct Uranus uh, can be taken advantage of. Let me explain what it is. Moon conjunct Uranus uh, can be felt as subconscious impulsiveness, okay? Sudden events may result in relationship upsets. I'm talking Sunday afternoon, y'all, for the rest of Sunday into Monday rising. Sudden events may result in relationship upsets, family disputes, or a major change in direction regarding close relationships. Other changes may include primal urges such as appetite and sleeping patterns. We may fluctuate between extended periods of wakefulness and periods of lethargy. It is best to act on instinct during this period because any psychic talents are being stimulated. Thinking too much or trying to be patient probably won't work out so well while moon conjunct Uranus is going on. Flashes of insight should be taken seriously, so take a chance and back yourself. Uranus rules electricity, really quick inspirational thoughts, inventive, ingenious thoughts. So, uh, you know, acting on instincts is actually favored. Flashes of insight should be taken seriously around this time. If you have a really uh, an idea that just comes to you, um, around um, Sunday afternoon into the void moon, write it down. That's not going to harm anything. Um, 
it's important that we definitely express ourselves and not be held back by tradition or the standards of society. So some eccentric or weird actions may not turn out so well, but one or two may prove extremely valuable. Don't discount eccentric or weird actions around Sunday afternoon um, into Monday rising, okay? Uh, They may prove extremely valuable, somewhat isolated or detached from your loved ones during this period. I'm hipping y'all to the game on Sunday, okay, a day where people tend to kind of hang out with their family and people that feel like family to them. Um, This is definitely going to be just the standard for any of the astrological aspects or transits associated with psychic ability, okay? Expect to feel somewhat isolated or detached. Um, Uranus that the moon is conjuncting or together with or on top of rules Aquarius. Uh, um, that the energy of Aquarius can be come across as detached or cold or isolated or unemotional. Don't be alarmed. That's why I'm telling you about it now. If you're around family or people feel like family on Sunday and people are kind of like isolated or detached, don't take that personally. That's the energy that's in the air. We, the moon went void in that energy. It's not personal. It's not emotional. Don't take it as such. Um, let me see how much time we have left, y'all. Ooh, we're getting down to the last 10 minutes. I'm so glad I didn't try to rush y'all because I'm just now, we did Sunday. I'm gonna wrap out. I'm gonna wrap up Monday for y'all with this. Um, the moon actually entering Taurus on Monday, um, late rising, and some of the stuff that'll be good to do then. And then I will <clears throat> just introduce y'all to the energy of uh, afternoon Monday afternoon with the Venus Uranus opposition. With so weird, some of these things are being repeated. We got the moon conjunct Uranus, right? And then same day we got Venus directly opposite Uranus. So it's it's all it's all this this cosmic dance is very interconnected. Uh, I know there's a full moon next week in Gemini, and I fully intend to give y'all those horoscopes next Wednesday on the full moon. I know y'all won't be a week ahead then. But like I said, I knew I wasn't going to be able to fit everything in. And with 10 minutes, I couldn't do those right now if I wanted to. But I will wrap up uh, what the beginning of the week is going to look like. And so then next week, I'll give you all some quick info on the full moon in Gemini. I'll give you all um, the horoscopes for sure. Uh, There is a void moon. I'll let you all know right now. On the 24th, the day before the full moon on Tuesday this week, coming up, uh, 6.26 p.m. in the evening time on Tuesday, uh, the moon goes void, okay? And it's not going to go into the next sign of Gemini until after the full moon. The full moon comes in at four. Excuse my voice, y'all. I don't know what's going on. I'm trying to drink my water. Uh, But the full moon comes in at a beautiful 
444, 4 4 in the evening, Central Standard Time, at 3 degrees Gemini. And then, uh, so that's 4 in the evening, late, late, later that night at 11.15 in the evening is when the moon finally enters Gemini. So the uh, we're having a full moon in the midst of a void, of course, moon. That's real interesting. <laughs> I just now thought about that because the moon will be in Taurus. No, the moon will be in Gemini because it's Gemini full moon. I'm, I'm... Oh, I see. The full the moon just goes into Gemini as the full moon comes on. Sorry, y'all. I'm just Neptune stationing direct is real. If you're feeling, <laughs> especially if you're ruled by Mercury, Gemini's Gemini risings, Virgo Virgo risings. If if things are a little foggy <laughs> and unclear. If if things are kind of being transposed on you, like numbers and letters, and you're misplacing, um, you know, certain things on paper and in your mind, this is why. That's why I did not want to rush through this week, and that's why uh, all the things I'm even talking about now, I'm going to recap them next week, so don't you guys worry. Uh, we're going to discuss uh, the Mercury-Saturn conjunction um, just briefly. And we're going to discuss the Mercury-Neptune uh, square because uh, uh, Saturn is also uh, gearing up to square Neptune next week. And I'll tell you all this before we go. because uh, With these Neptune squares we got coming up, let me run them down for you real quick. All right. On the 25th, the day of the full moon, Mercury squaring Neptune. On the 26th, the day after the full moon, Saturn squaring Neptune. And on the 29th, the sun is squaring Neptune squares. And what I can say, a common theme with all these so where I don't have to go through them one by one, is to put the energy to productive and constructive use. You don't want to deal with the negative manifestations of Neptune, like lies, delusions, um, uh, 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 the escapism when it comes to addictions and you know alcohol and drugs and things of that nature, being incarcerated when you don't want to be. Focus that Neptunian creative artistic energy in positive manifestations, then you won't have to worry about it. Sure, if you feel the need to respite or retreat or t- take some time to yourself and rest, perfect. Uh, if you feel the need to express yourself artistically and creatively, more so in intangible ways like music. You can't reach out and touch music, but you can experience it, create it, play play an instrument if you have access to any such thing, sing. Um, all these things are going to be ways that on the 25th when Mercury squares it, our mind communication travel. On the 26th, when the sun squares it, our ego, our will, our, our uh, uh, I'm sorry, the 26th Saturn uh, uh, squares it, which is our, our, our maturity, our seriousness, our responsibility, and then the sun, which is the ego and the self-expression and the will. Don't stress. That's not going to help. Uh with Saturn doing it, definitely 
any checkups, anything practical, do it. It's going to be favored. Um, and then definitely just, you know, the poetry, creative writing, dancing, music. We're not going to do well during these few days. It's spanning the 25th through the 29th. So for a period of about four or five days here, we're dealing with these squares to Neptune, which is really just calling us delve deeper into our imagination, into our creativity, into the, the artistic, spiritual sides of ourselves. Because if we're wanting to rely more on the mental want to rely more on the physical, tangible things you can see, you may end up, you know, disappointed or or really being challenged in ways you don't have to be if you go more with the flow, okay? Um, Neptune really does blend and merge and kind of erase boundaries, so just be mindful of other people. We're all going through this together so just take it easy on each other. Neptune rules unconditional love and compassion. Quit acting like you ain't never going through nothing. We all going through this together, okay? Um, I will wrap it up on the moon finally entering Taurus late Monday rising. The moon is exalted in Taurus. It's an easy fit right there. We're going to be feeling real mellow and calm and, you know, uh, kind of down to earth, um, could easily find yourself, depending on where you live and what the weather's like, wanting to go barefoot when the moon is in Taurus, languishing in the sun, or drawing out the enjoyment of a really tasty meal, okay? All our senses are engaged, and we're satisfied by that when the moon is in Taurus. Uh, we we more easily feel the weight of who we are. We feel really in our bodies, you know, when the moon is in Taurus, and we tend to practical things. Our hands are ready to dig in, and it's easier to really sink in the moment and enjoy the delights of our five senses. Um, we really revel in our earthly life and being here on earth when the moon is in Taurus. So that thereafter, um, that void moon, and next Monday, when we're really ready to get something started on Monday Rising late, um, it's going to be a little slow going because everything in Taurus is just so savored. You know, we're savoring everything thoroughly. We we feel, instead of just moving, barely dancing, we really feel the groove of the music when the moon's in Taurus. We want to relax deeply. We may even want to take a nap. Um, the Taurus moon does allow us to be more slowed down and focused on more one thing. It's a fixed sign, and it inspires us to go into something fully and flesh it out. So it may just be that perfect energy coming out of a void moon from the Aries moon. We were ready to pop off, but then we went void in a Taurus moon. Uh, we're going to uh, have help discovering our natural talents. We're going to find it easier to practice our craft or hobby and and really be able to get into the zone of work and take pleasure in making real progress. It'll be an excellent time to be in the studio um, uh, with something artistic, and we can really earth our dreams in real ways. Massages, cooking, baking, singing, dancing, gardening, building structures, considering the steps of a plan, um, experimenting with home decoration, uh, Ten seconds left, y'all. We did it. I love y'all. We're going to be back ahead of time next week. 
Um, so stay connected to my astrology coach. We love you. Peace.